Welcome to Agent of Change, a micro-podcast that brings motivational soundbites and insights from sales leaders. Today on Agent of Change, Blair Enns, CEO of Win Without Pitching. For the last 15 plus years, Blair and his team have run sales and business development training programs for owners and employees of design firms, ad agencies, PR practices, and other creative businesses. He is also the author of a manifesto on business practices for creative firms, in which he lays 12 proclamations designed to help agencies resist the profession-wide pressure to tow to the free pitching line. Today, Blair discusses the first principle of selling expertise and shares with us a mantra to support the position of power the expert should be seeking throughout the sales process. If you've ever worried about not having enough power in the sale, then today's podcast is for you. I want to talk about the first principle of selling expertise. I can take everything I know about selling and I can reduce it down to the first principle, the principle from which everything else falls out of. And that principle is a formula. The formula is P equals DB over D. Let me break that down for you. P is your power in the sale. And that is the power to command a high profit margin the power to push back on a flawed selection process, uh, the power to bring your greatest forces to bear and do your best work for the client once you're hired. DB is your desirability. It's the extent to which the client wants and needs you and the engagement. And D is your own desire. It's the extent to which you want and need the client or the engagement. So P equals DB over D simply means your power in the sale comes from or stems from your desire for the client to be lower than the client's desirability for you. Does that make sense? So you might take that formula to the extreme and say, if you want to have the power in the sale that we talked about, you want to have no desire for the client and be eminently desirable to the client. That's not exactly true. You're going to come across as aloof and uncaring if you don't show any desire for the client. What the formula conveys is you want to be in a situation where the client wants slash needs you in the engagement, hiring you more than you need them. And you don't want to play that too far. But any power that you have to command profit, to kind of affect the buying process, it stems from the client wanting you more than you want them. Now, I'm using the words desire and desirability. I'm trying to wrap up these ideas of wants, what the human being, you and the buyer want, needs, what the organization needs. So how do we ensure that our desirability is higher than our own personal desire? How do we ensure that the client wants slash needs us more than we want slash need them in the sale? The way we do that is we use something that I call the Jedi mantra. And it's four sayings, simple sayings that stack on top of each other one after another to help us get ourselves into the right mindset so that we're able to say and do the right things in the sale. We can talk about sales process all day long, and I'm sure most of you listening to this podcast have received some sales training. In certain situations, you do X, client does X, you do Y. But sales process really works when it's overlaid on a foundation of general expert behavior where you're already behaving like the expert. 
and how do you generally behave like the desirable expert in the sale? All of that is predicated on the thoughts that are in your head. So the Jedi mantra that I'm going to give you, they're designed to put you into the mindset so that you can start behaving like the expert that you are. After that, if you remember to apply the specific points of sales process that you've learned, great. But even if you forget exactly what to do in that moment, as long as you're thinking the right thoughts, you will behave like the expert and you will find that your power in the sale goes up. So the Jedi mantra, there's four statements, one on top of the other. I'll give you each statement, explain it, and then we'll come back and give you the four statements all together. The first statement is, I am the expert, I am the prize. In this relationship between me and the prospective client, I am the expert, I bring the subject matter expertise or the process expertise to the table. If it's not me individually, it's others on my team, but I represent the expert practitioner in what will be a practitioner-patient relationship and not a vendor-customer relationship. Because in everything that you do as you're navigating through the sale, you're always trying to occupy that power position in the relationship. That power position is where you are seen as the expert practitioner and not as the vendor. It's vital that you grab that power position as early as you can and you maintain it throughout the arc of the sale. So the first statement is, we say to ourselves, I am the expert. I am the prize to be won here. And what falls out of that is, and you can't push this too far, but what falls out of this is, if we end up doing business together, the client is going to be very fortunate. Not that you're stooping, not that there's no fortune in it for you, but we need to appreciate that we are offering something of value and we need to see ourselves and the company that we represent, the services and products that we represent as the prize to be won by the client. They are not the prize to be won by us. We're discerning whether or not there's a fit here and we are the prize at stake. On top of I am the expert, I am the prize, we layer in the second statement, and that is, I am on a mission to help. I am on a mission to help you achieve greater things, things greater than what this transaction is going to bring. So this takes a little bit of homework, a little bit of discovery to get to the core of what is your mission? What is the mission of the organization? What is the higher calling that allows you to think bigger and longer term than the prospective client sitting across the table from you. Because when you're working from this higher calling, from a mission, that gives you moral authority in the sale. When you're thinking bigger, you're thinking beyond just selling something to this person, but how you can help that person's customers achieve something greater that allows you to work from this place of a mission and see yourself as bringing purpose to the sale. So I am the expert. I am the prize. I'm on a mission to help. Then we layer in the third statement. I can only do that if you let me lead. I am the expert. I am the prize. I'm on a mission to help. I can only do that if you let me lead. The importance of this statement is for you to do your best work in the engagement, to position the company to bring the best resources to bear, to have the greatest impact on the client's business, you need to be allowed to lead in the engagement. You cannot lead in the engagement if you do not lead in the sale. So throughout the sale, you engage in this, what I call the polite battle for control. 
and you're not trying to dominate the client. You're never trying to dominate the client. You're never going on a power trip. But what you're doing is you're challenging some of the client's assumptions. You're creating obstacles where it makes sense to create an obstacle rather than being a polite, compliant, rule follower vendor. And you're pushing back where it makes sense to push back. And you're gauging whether or not the client will let you lead in the sale. Because if the client will not let you lead in the sale, they will not let you lead in the engagement. Therefore, it's your responsibility as the salesperson, not just to close the business, not just to close the business at high margin, but to close the business at high margin with your organization positioned to be able to do its best work. You need to lead in the sale. Your ability to lead in the sale, to say to the client, here's the next steps, why don't we do this next? That is a sign of the client's willingness to let you lead in the engagement. So I am the expert. I am the prize. I'm on a mission to help. I can only do that if you let me lead. And the fourth and final statement in our Jedi mantra is, all will not follow, and that's okay. Not everybody will let you lead in the sale. And those that don't let you lead in the sale are the ones who will not let you lead in the engagement. That's okay. These are the ones you need to be comfortable with letting go. And letting go in the short term does not necessarily mean letting go in the long term. But that statement of all will not follow and that's okay is a reminder to yourself to not abandon your principles in the sale, to not try to push a solution on a client that is not in their best interest or in the best interest of both parties. If there isn't a great fit here and if the client will not let you lead, if they will not give you the expert practitioner position in the relationship, then maybe it doesn't make sense to proceed. So all will not follow and that's okay. That's a reminder to yourself before you go into the sale to detach. So before you engage with the client, just ask yourself, what is it that I really need from this person in this moment? Take a minute, take stock of what it is that you're feeling needy about or anxious about in the interaction that's about to happen and see if you can't find a way to let that go. Focus on the process. Don't worry about the outcome. If you have a high affiliation need and it's important for you to be liked by your clients, just let go of that and say, this person does not need a friend and I do not need a friend. They need the best solution for them and I have an obligation to put in front of them the best solution. So that's the Jedi mantra. I am the expert. I am the prize. I am on a mission to help. I can only do that if you let me lead. All will not follow and that's okay. Blair can be found at winwithoutpitching.com and on social media per the show notes. For those of you in the creative business world, also check out his podcast with co-host David C. Baker at twobobs.com. This is Agent of Change. See you next time.